Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am always excited to be with you on a Sunday morning here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. We talk about dreams and visions in a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the church and all the wonderful things that God is doing. This is show number 716 that we've been doing now over about 15 years, and we do have a few rules. We don't talk sports or politics. We don't talk doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another, and that has served us very, very well. And I'm excited today to have in the studio a couple of young ladies. And uh, Well, first of all, we're going to talk about missions. And uh, uh, missions is one of those things that um, if you've never done it, then you don't know what it's like. But it is a powerful, powerful ministry. This is Cassidy Christensen, and she is a missionary with the Good Shepherd Fold in Uganda. And she has brought along with her Elizabeth Riley, and we'll get to Elizabeth in just a few moments. She's just kind of come along for support. But um, Cassidy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now come a little closer to the microphone there. That's fine. Now, you are uh, a young lady, and so you're you're really just getting started in this whole missionary thing. I mean, you've been you've done short terms from what you've told me. Yes. And now you're going back for a ten month uh, time in Uganda. Now, have you been to Uganda before? Yes, sir. I went last summer for the first time for a month. Okay. Now, are you going back to the same place? I will be in the same area, but with a different ministry. Okay. And tell them what your ministry is. I will be working with Good Shepherd's Folds, which mm-hmm. started out as a home for children and babies uh-huh. and has expanded. Um, they are caring for orphans as the primary ministry there. Um, they also run a school for over 400 kids in the community, and they do a variety of different outreach projects. Wow. The community around. Now, how did you find out about this particular ministry? Um, Our sister church, uh, the missions director there, told me that they were looking for teachers for the Uh missionaries' children. Okay. And I have my degree in elementary education, Uh and she knew that I wanted to be involved in missions and specifically had a heart for Uganda, and so she sent it to me and... Well, that brings me to some interesting questions. First of all, you mentioned your sister church or sister work, and I'm assuming that's here in Tallahassee? Yes. Okay, now who is, what is that? Um, St. Peter's. St. Peter's uh, out on uh, Thomasville Road? Yes. Okay. And so are you being sent out from the St. Peter's Church? I will be sent out by Incarnation Tallahassee okay. Church. All right. And that's another church here in the Tallahassee area? Yes. We're a recent church plant of about two years now. Okay. So you've decided to go with the plant. When the, I'm, I'm, if I get this correct in my mind here, St. Peter's mm-hmm. has what we call mothered another church or, or planted a church, right? Now, this is where Elizabeth is going to come in here mm-hmm. and tell us about that. <laughs> I'd say it's more of um, a sister church. Uh-huh. So it's not that St. Peter's planted Incarnation. Okay. Incarnation was kind of planted. Um, Taylor Bodo is our lead pastor, and John Hall is the co-pastor, and they planted the church. However, St. Peter's was incredibly instrumental mm-hmm. and supportive. 
um, and that's how Cassidy. Well, see, I would call that yeah. being a, a mother church because mm-hmm. they're they're helping along the way to make the church possible. But now, uh, Elizabeth, were you involved in St. Peter's too? I actually did attend St. Peter's okay. um, before I started going to Incarnation. Okay. And Cassidy, you were too. You were you were at St. Peter's. I was not. No. Okay. I, I went sometimes because I had friends that okay. were in. Okay. We we were in the same campus ministry together. Okay. That's actually how we know our head pastor now. Uh-huh. He was our campus staff worker, and then he left and went to seminary. Came back to plant the church, and so. Okay, I'm, I'm getting a sense here that you all were college students together. Yes, that's ah, right. <laughs> okay, now we're getting somewhere here. Now I'm assuming we're talking about Florida State. Yes, of course. Okay, so you, <laughs> so you all were students at Florida State University. So you're not even from Tallahassee. I'm from Tallahassee. You are. Cassidy's from Tallahassee. Elizabeth, not. I'm not. Okay, but you, you but you hooked up together as friends in. Uh, college at Florida State and a uh, campus ministry to what was that with the Episcopal Union or it's called InterVarsity okay mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with that InterVarsity so we're a part of InterVarsity you get to know each other you decide to go to church somewhere so you just, uh, Elizabeth ended up at St. Peter's mm-hmm. right yes Cassidy you followed her over there to visit or not sometimes <laughs> I went to a couple different churches throughout college but okay. would Lend myself over there because we right. had so many friends. There. Okay, but but most of your ministry was going on probably with InterVarsity. That was yes. kind of kind of a strong part of who you were. So you're involved in InterVarsity, but you got this call to missions. Or, or when did that happen for you? When, when did you first get a sense that you were called to the mission field? When I was 15. Really? Yes. Tell us about that. Was there well, just a particular thing that happened, or or what? Um. Well, I was saved that summer uh-huh. um, after my freshman year of high school. Okay. And the church I was involved with at the time, the, our pastor, he was a former missionary to Mexico. Uh-huh. And so he would tell a lot of stories right, about right. his time there. And any time he would speak or we had a visiting missionary at the church, I would just, I couldn't sit still. Uh-huh. I was so excited. And uh-huh. But see, I see a pattern here. Your your pastor had a heart for missions, and he just kind of helped you along the way yes. <laughs> to be able to develop that same passion. Now, you mentioned that you got saved at 15. Now, were you completely out of church before that? I was actually raised in the Catholic tradition, uh-huh. um, and I went to Catholic school and Catholic mass, um, but I would say that I didn't have a full understanding of the gospel or have mm-hmm. a relationship with Jesus at that time. Okay. And so uh, through that, I mean, how did the salvation experience happen? Did you meet somebody from this church and, and you went to that church? Or how did that happen? Actually, my best friend, um, my freshman year of high school, she was a Christian and she invited me to come to her Christian summer camp with her. Oh, so I love camp. I went. <laughs> Because I said, I've never been to camp, and uh-huh. I'm a Christian, right. so I'll go. <laughs> okay. And I quickly realized that I was, I was not a Christian, uh-huh. but that I wanted to be, and I wanted to know this Jesus that all of the counselors there talked about like they knew and were just so passionate about. And it was also, it was my, my first time... Hearing the gospel explained uh-huh. and reading the Bible for myself, right. okay. and 
it just kind of came alive. We're not here to bash any other church or denomination. Sometimes people get it in different ways. And, and I've, you know, I've seen this in the years of doing this talk show that there's somebody they are in this church over here and this denomination is just not working. They go over here and it does. And, yeah. and, then, and so the youth camp, which I'm a big proponent of youth camp. In fact, I just got back from youth camp <laughs> last week. I'm, I'm huge on youth camp. And so you're the Now, how many nights was the youth, was the youth camp? Five. Five nights. Now, what night was it that you came to Christ? She's thinking. Four. The fourth night? Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, because I've been to many youth camps, and I know about youth camp. Usually, a lot of times, uh, uh, the evangelists, for what we call them, they'll really pour it on that first night, and a lot of kids will get saved, and then he, then he helps them grow, and then some more come along. Then some of them, they like to build it up as you, as you go, and really pour it on the last night. <laughs> and so it sounds to me like he was more that, that way. But it, it was a message that penetrated your heart. And so as a, pro, a process of that, you decided to start attending another church. Yes, I had some camp counselors at that church that I just really connected with, and I asked if they would continue to meet with me and read the Bible with me, which they did, and they invited me to go to their church with them. But I I just see something beautiful here, a young young woman that has a hunger for God, and and you pursued that because you you felt a, a tug in your spirit at this camp and you wanted to grow in that see to me that just mm-hmm. that just fuels me as a pastor <laughs> I mean that just excites me to, to, to think that there's young people and, and quite frankly a lot of times as pastors we miss that and I, I hate to say that as a, as a pastor you just because a lot of times you get this uh, perspective of you know young people they're all into this and this over here and this over here and, and you just think they're just not interested in the things mm-hmm. of God but you were and so you started going to a different church and began to grow in that and the pastor. And I'm just telling you, picking this up yeah. from your story here. Mm-hmm. You just, you kept talking about missions. Yeah. And, and that's just, that's working for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so was there a particular time that you said in your mind, I'm going to be a missionary? Can you remember that? Or is that, is that asking too much of your memory? Mm, no. I mean, it was that first year of being a Christian. Uh-huh. I yeah, from hearing missionaries' testimonies, I just had a sense of maybe this is something I'll do. Mm-hmm. And that same year, I saw a documentary that was made by an organization called Invisible Children that kind of exposed um, kind of the horrors of right. child soldiers. Oh, wow. Which was in Uganda, in uh-huh. northern Uganda at the time. And they're a really great organization. They're still doing a lot of work in that line, but they came and showed the documentary at my high school, and I just remember sitting there afterwards wondering how that was able to kind of go on Uh and everybody just go about their life after seeing that. And so I kind of don't, when I think back, I don't know how to separate it, but I had like this passion for missions and Within that same year, I, I just started to say, I am going to be a missionary to Africa, mm-hmm. which was a little bit vague and naive at the time. Um, but but, but, but it's still, a, it's, it's a whole, all a part of a growing experience. Yes. And then it just became a thing that I 
continually dreamed about, uh-huh. um, literally and figuratively. And, and but now, because of that particular video with Uganda, was that where the bird for Uganda came from? Actually, no. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Tell us about that. How'd that come about? Uganda itself. Okay, go on. Um, no, Uganda itself came in the f- fall of of 2015. Uh-huh. I had graduated college in May and wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I had considered going to teach in South America with the mission, but the pieces kind of weren't coming together, and I knew in the back of my mind that my heart was really to go somewhere in Africa, Mm -hmm. Um, but my parents weren't fully on board with that, (laughs) so I was kind of in waiting, (laughs) and um, I started praying about another opportunity. I had to go to New York, and I was kind of weighing these options. I said, Lord, like... I would really like to go and serve in this organization in New York, but I still kind of feel like I need to go work in South America because I didn't go. And as I was praying, I just had this kind of thought come in my mind that was like, well, what if it was neither? Uh And what if I told you to go to Uganda, but you're not thinking about that because that's what you want to do. Uh And I was like, what was that? Um, (laughs) But I, at the time, I, th- I mean, I didn't see it as I need to jump on a plane to Uganda. I think the Lord was more exposing this lie that what we want to do wouldn't ever be what He would call mm-hmm. me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, kind of for the month after that, um, just the Lord really speaking into like that desire in my heart being something that He had given me. Okay. And I went to Urbana Missions Conference. Um, Illinois? Yeah. Yeah, St. Okay. Louis. Um, that December. That's Missouri. St. <laughs> yeah. Louis, Missouri. Saint okay. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, I knew it was somewhere up there. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, but I was, I went to that conference that year, and um, I was just, you know, praying while I was there, and it was just consistently, uh-huh. like, people I would, talk to there it's just uganda uganda really and um well, i love that yeah. yeah and one morning i was like i was having my devotional in isaiah 58 huh? where it's talking about true fasting and like the lord is saying you know why do why do you fast as you do today um kind of wondering what decision to make it, it kind of like isn't it straightforward i've told you what to do to clothe the naked and take care of, of the needy and the poor and um so I had read that for my morning devotional and then that day I went to a seminar that was about child soldiers and the woman that spoke she was from Uganda and working with an organization there and she used that scripture really? in her presentation and I was like <laughs> okay I've got a little I'm confirmation go. here yeah <laughs> um, yeah wow that Talk about the child soldiers. You mentioned that before. Now, what, is, what, what do they mean by child soldiers? I mean, talk about literally kids that have been inducted into the army. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Really? So there's a rebel group in 
Uganda mm -hmm. called the Lord's Resistance Army. It was started by a man called Joseph Kony, who's still missing. Um, but he would go to different villages and basically just ravage them, um, huh. killed a lot of people, and then they would kidnap the children and basically brainwash these children into becoming... Wow. So how how long ago was that? Has it been recent history? It was going on in the eighties. Yeah, okay. And because that name sounds familiar and the story sounds a little bit familiar to me, I'm not real sure. But but that's all a part of what what the Lord was showing you things and then people coming and, and said saying, You got to confirmation and after a while you kind of get to sense that maybe God's saying you got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so now you're going there but now where are the other places that you have gone to short term to, to serve as missionaries um, I went to South Africa okay. and I've been to China okay and how long were you there in those places I was in South Africa for three weeks and China for seven okay so you, you had enough to where you kind of got a taste of what missionary life is like and it didn't scare you away. <laughs> no, no, it was never long enough. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Because I was in the, in Ghana for uh, about ten days. It was long enough. <laughs> sure, you. Now, Elizabeth, I want to ask you a question here. Before we started the interview, you said something that I, I want to. You talking about you saw the call. In cast, that's not, that's not the way you said it, but you had a different way of saying it. Do you remember how you said it? Or I'll try to remember. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, I think I was just talking about um, Cassidy had been kind of burdened by this call, um, mm -hmm. and really felt like the Lord was calling her to be a missionary, uh -huh. um, but needed wise counsel and people around her to say, "Let's weigh this. Let's see, like." Okay what the Lord has to say. So it was me and two other people, one of which was the co-pastor at our church okay. who got together for this discernment committee. Okay. Right. Um, and it was a really, it was a really cool experience for me. Um, and I think for Cassidy as well, but we basically spent a lot of time listening to the Lord. Like we okay. would hear from Cassidy, ask her about her past experiences and then just spend time in prayer and listening and um, hear what the Lord had to say. Now, Cassidy, you mentioned your parents. <laughs> How are they with all of this now? How, are, they, are they on board now? Are they still a little apprehensive? Because you're very young and, and to go, and I mean, this is a dangerous place you're going to. So, how are they receiving this nowadays? <laughs> They're a little apprehensive. Sure, I guarantee you. If you were my daughter, I would be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think when I was in high school, it, they kind of thought it was a phase or uh -huh. something I would get out of my system. Right. And my dad said, okay, you just go to college first, and when you finish college, <laughs> then you can do what you right. want to do. And I, I think he thought it would get out. Uh-huh. Um, of my system by going to college and that I would have some aspiration to just work a normal nine to five. Um, but I was really involved in university. Uh -huh. I like to say I majored in university and minored in education. <laughs> and it really my time in college, I'm thankful that I went to college because it was such a pivotal time for yeah. my spiritual growth. Right. And I think kind of 
maybe more sober-minded about things, right. but also gave me so many skills in ministry. Uh-huh. And So your degree is in elementary education? Yes, sir. And uh, yours too, Elizabeth? No, uh, I have my master's in social work. Social work, mm-hmm. okay. Now, uh, the thing about it is that you knew you were going to be a teacher, because you pursued that in education. And so did you kind of tie the two together, the, the idea that you got to be on the mission field yes. and education? Because it really is a needed area of life. And yeah, I actually, because I didn't want to go to college, <laughs> I just wanted to be on the mission field. I, I struggled with a long, a long time uh, what I was going to study. Uh-huh. And I finally settled on education because I... With that call in mind and knowing that when I went overseas, I wanted to work specifically with children and mm-hmm. families. And right, right. It just seemed like that's very practical, <laughs> right. open door to do that. And, and uh, English is such a huge thing. Uh, I know a lot of people will will go on a mission field to teach English because that will open doors. From what I understand, places like China and stuff like that, you can go there as an English teacher. And I know there's rules and there's, mm-hmm. there's things you have to work with, and all, but you still have opportunities to share the gospel. But your objective for being in the country is to teach English, and they're happy to have you. Mm-hmm. And Definitely, uh, and I and I've talked to enough people who've done this, so your your field of study has to be a good fit <laughs> for, yeah. for for missionary work because you can go and work in a, a Christian school. Now, is a school that you're going to be working? I'm assuming it's already established. Yes, sir. And there are other people from America there, or just is mostly just native people, or maybe you don't know both. Both. <laughs> so yeah. the organization I would be working with, there's 11 foreign missionaries working there, and then there's 80 local staff. Okay. Wow, that's a big school. How many kids? You know, have any idea? The school for that serves the community has over 400 kids. Wow. But, um, then there's 27 missionary children. Wow. Okay. Okay. And, and I'm assuming that's going all the way from first grade or maybe 10 yeah. pre-K on up through high school or not. I think it may go to P7. So okay. like seventh grade. And what, what grade will you be teaching? Do you know? I'll be teaching fourth, fifth, and sixth grade math. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you like math? Is I it, do. Is, okay, this is one of your strong suits. Yes, it's straightforward. <laughs> I say this about math. Math is an exact science. Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not good at it, but I do understand that principle. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to do a financial report and you're trying to find that penny, <laughs> well, I mean, it's there somewhere. It doesn't change. Now, my adding may be wrong, <laughs> but that penny's out there somewhere. I'm, I'm familiar with all of that. <laughs> so, what, I, what I'm intrigued by here is that there were these others, friends like Elizabeth, and you said the, the the pastor or the assistant pastor. Yes, they they saw your calling, and they they and because that's really important. The people who you choose to allow to speak into your life and uh, to give you uh, encouragement, sometimes words of wisdom, warning. Maybe this is God just yet. Maybe you're getting a little. Head of the time, all of those wonderful things, 
that you that you need to have in your life, and, and you learn to trust them. <laughs> now, when you, I mean, because you you talked about way back, you you got this call. You said God has called me to the mission field, and you said I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to just go. But what were those those people that said no, 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 Cassidy? <laughs> you get this thing ahead. You need to go to college, or, or was that just something you just said? Well, this is what I need to do. Was the people who said, "Hey, I know your parents did." Yeah, that was my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you need to go to college to get that education. I mean, I and I had um, people at my church then too that said it, it was a wise thing to do, and uh-huh. um, said the same thing that they had grown so much spiritually in college, and not to kind of knock college as a completely unspiritual right. experience. <laughs> well, because you you were a believer when you so you you mm-hmm. through the whole process you've been a believer. Now, did you know about InterVarsity before you came to the campus? No. So, so you, how did you find? I guess just people telling you about it, or yes, they. I knew campus ministries were a thing uh-huh. because um, a lot of the people that had poured into me in high school, they were actively involved in their campus ministry, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I knew I was looking for one, but also they just were tabling um, the first few weeks of. Tabling. Classes. Like they would have a table okay. at university, invite you to come. I kind of figured that's what you meant, but I wanted yeah. you to tell us. <laughs> okay. So they were there. They, they had a presence on campus. Yes. And you chose that one over so many. What was it about that particular ministry that said, hey, I want to be a part of that? Is there something particular that drew you to that? I was there. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> Actually, the tabling did not sell me. I thought they were a little bit awkward at the table, but then they sent out an email that somebody was coming to speak uh, about the prophetic nature of servanthood, and I thought that was a very intriguing title. Oh, that hit the spot, did it? So I went, and the message was awesome, but also, as soon as I came in, um, they were singing a worship song in Spanish, and I had just been working with the Mexican church that summer, leading worship in Spanish. Ah. And so they sang a song in Spanish and then a song in Swahili. And I just thought, these are my people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, well, but and it didn't have the Lord worked all that out because yeah. it just happened to be Spanish, which, which you had a heart for that, at that time. And you say you worked with a, a Mexican church mm-hmm. in Mexico? No, in Indiana. Indiana, okay. Spanish speaking, of course. Yes, it was. It was all all Mexican. Now, did you go there as a missionary experience intentionally? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was my first like cross cultural right, missions right. experience. And you spent a whole summer there. Just uh, a month. A month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, how did you? How did that come about? Did somebody invite you, or? Well, I wanted to go to the real Mexico. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I again, my my parents were not really for that, right? And so my because at that time you'd been about about eighteen, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm with the parents, <laughs> mm-hmm. so. um, but my pastor because he had been a missionary to Mexico, right. he had different connections, and so he knew the pastor of this church because he had actually kind of like discipled him when he was right. in Mexico okay. and came to the states and started this church. So he said, Cassidy. How about Indiana? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go get a taste of Mexico. There you go. Taste of Mexico in Indiana. That's good. And so 
the whole thing just clicked. You'd been to Indiana, you'd, you'd had the experience, you'd been leading worship in, in, the, in the Spanish language, mm-hmm. you go to InterVarsity, they're singing a song in, in uh, Spanish, and you say, I'm home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you got to meet Elizabeth. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that pretty pretty soon? I mean, she was you, my small group leader. I was her freshman small group leader. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of helped real, <laughs> real in. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's what we'll go with. <laughs> no, she was she was great. I remember um, leading small group and her being in it and. She always was cracking the jokes, so she was uh, good to keep around. <laughs> okay. Because there's a difference in your age, because you've got a master's degree, mm-hmm. so you've been you in school for a little longer. So you were like maybe a senior, maybe a junior when she showed up. Junior. Mm-hmm. A junior. And so <laughs> she's looking at you like that's not right. No, we're, we're only a year apart. A year apart. Okay. All right. Uh. Anyway, we'll, we'll argue about that later. But the point is, is that obviously there was a connection between the two of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, did she? How long was it before you? Uh, okay, let me put this right. After you met Cassidy, how long was it before she started telling you about her call to missions? I honestly, well, now I need to check my memory. Uh-huh. I. I think I remember her talking about it in small group. She always just wanted to get her hands dirty or just like to do, uh-huh. to serve. She uh-huh. she was ready to serve. She got involved in InterVarsity immediately um, and was quick to join the worship team and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely something that she talked about early on. Now, where does InterVarsity meet? You meet on campus? Is it, is it in a, a place? I mean, it's not, they don't have a campus. No, does InterVarsity have a house? No. No, no. We would just meet in different rooms okay. on campus. And they have to somehow or another get to work that out with the university, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. So to be able to do that. So their their presence is just kind of there. And I'm assuming they have different places where they meet on campus. And you just happen to be the group leader. And when you say group leader, this is like when they, they would come together, you all would have services? So we actually met in the same place um, like for each semester. So we did okay. have a consistent place, but we didn't own the building or no, have the space. No. But I was one of the small group leaders. So we had several different small groups. Um, and I think the small group that Cassidy was in was a women's yeah small group um, that me and another friend led. So we would get together weekly for our large group worship and hearing some teaching. But then during the week, we had several small groups going on, co-ed, all women's. Now, now Cassidy, you you were a young woman. You were a believer. You'd come to the Lord at 15. But you came to this big college. Would it have been more difficult for you had you not met people at InterVarsity? Was it was that something that helped keep you uh, strong in your faith to be able to be a part of that? Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> because I think about this all the time. About we've got I mean, here just a few weeks from now, we're going to be having young people from all over Florida and probably all over the world showing up here in Tallahassee at Florida State University, and some of them are. They they come out of churches all across the land, but how many do we lose? That's what worries me. And uh, is I'm I'm happy to find out that InterVarsity's there doing doing a great work, evidently. But but that was really a a, a part of, of building your faith and keeping you in the way, wasn't it, Cassidy? 
and and, uh, and to helping you keep your vision alive. Yes. Because when they when you shared it, they didn't say, "Oh, you're too young." <laughs> they they helped you, encouraged you mm-hmm. to be able to do what you did. Well, how long before you go to Uganda? Three weeks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, in ten months. Gonna be there for ten months. Yes, sir. Wow. If you've just tuned in, this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. And I'm uh, Pastor Jack King. I get to do this every Sunday morning, and I just enjoy it immensely. And I get to meet people who have a call and passion for ministry, and I get to interview them. And also, something else that I like to do, and from time to time I get to do this here on the show, and that is to play Southern Gospel music. And that's one of my favorite things to do. On Saturday nights, and I'll tell you more about that after we uh, play a little gospel music. This is a group called Crossway, and it's called a Walk on Water. Now today. Water kind of day. It was a group called Crossway, and this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am your host, Pastor Jack King. I get to do this on Sunday mornings, and I just love being with you, and I hope that you'll stay with us for a little bit longer. We've got about 20 minutes left on the show here. Also, I want to invite you to church. I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capitol Circle Northeast. We're over in the Crescent Park Plaza on Capitol Circle. We are between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. If you're heading toward Park Avenue, look for us on the right-hand side. We start at 1105 on Sunday mornings, and we do love having visitors. And 
If you are a person like I am and you like Southern gospel music, then I'd encourage you to join me on Saturday nights on 94.1. That's Wave 94 for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing with me, Pastor Jack King. And we play Southern gospel music for a full hour. Do a little uh, preaching, too. <laughs> but we have a good time. So if you like gospel music, tune in. And, of course, I'm uh, Monday through Friday on Wave 94 with a daily broadcast. And that's about a five-minute teaching of the Word of God. So that's at 11 o'clock. Also, I want to mention my good friends Robin and Jim, AAA Constant Comfort. They've been helping me do this show from the very beginning, and we appreciate them. 893-9566. I have Cassidy Christensen. No, yeah, Christensen. That's right. Got that right. And she is going to Uganda to be a missionary. She's going to be a teacher teaching fifth grade and no, fourth grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade math in a school that has about 400 students in it. <laughs> and uh, the thing about it, Cassidy, is that as a, a young person yourself, you're just going to just kind of blend in. <laughs> and they're going to say, oh, she's a, she's a student herself. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you, I mean, are you nervous at all about this? I mean, three weeks, you're getting on a plane and you're heading across a big pond and going to Uganda. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about it? Are you excited? Yes, I'm, I'm all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit nervous? Yes. Okay. But now, like I said, you've been a couple of times. And, and of course, three times when you, you uh, remember, is it Indiana or Illinois? Indiana. Indiana for the a month there working with a, a Mexican group in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And then you went to China for a little while. And where was the other place? South Africa. South Africa. And did you teach in these places when you were there before? No. No. What did you do there? When I was in Indiana, I was working with the worship team okay. there. And when I went to South Africa, I volunteered with some youth camps. Okay. In China, we were just doing kind of like evangelism through befriending people on campus uh -huh. there. And when I went to Uganda last summer... I worked with a ministry that was mostly focused on hospice care. Okay. So we were visiting different terminally ill patients that they had. And okay. then in the second city I was in, I um, we partnered with a school. And I was visiting the, the families or the guardians of the orphan children that went to the school. So that were on sponsorship. And... I would go and, mm, for lack of a better word, kind of interview mm -hmm. um, the child and whoever was taking care of them as far as, you know, what happened right. to why, why they orphaned and what are the child's needs as of now um, to create kind of like a sponsorship portfolio okay. for them, like the same like right. passion right. would, right. yeah. Now, but all of these things, this, this just works for you, doesn't it? I mean, you enjoy this type of thing. It, it, it fulfills something within your spirit, doesn't it? Yes. Right. Now, the the place you're going to in Uganda, I mean, they're expecting you. They they have a, the, the classes ready, got your name on it. You're going to be the teacher of this math classes. That's all set up, right? Yes. So yeah. I'll actually be teaching the children of the missionaries. Ah. So I'll, it's a group 
kind of half American, half Ugandan children. Okay. Uh, but their parents are serving there. Well, see, I am familiar with that because I'm, I, I'm associated with the Open Bible Churches, which is our churches. We're an Open Bible Church. And we used to have a, something we called the ABCD Fund. I don't know what that stood for. <laughs> but we would raise money to send the missionaries' children to a school because some of the areas that they were at, there just wasn't school for their children, so their children would go to this school and they would be they would be there for maybe six months or whatever, and then they'd come back to the mission field where they were. So this is kind of what you're talking about in it, or different missionaries from different organizations and stuff send their children to you. <laughs> right. So actually, this school... Um exists right there like it serves the missionaries that are theirs so they can avoid that so that they don't have to send their children to boarding school somewhere or they don't have to relocate you know it keeps it allows the family to stay where they are because this ministry you're talking about this is a pretty big pretty big deal Mm -hmm. we got 400 children in the school so it take a lot of teachers and stuff uh to be able to to work with this organization Mm -hmm. and you say you you found out about this through your pastor is, is that how you found out through about the, it? Through the mission director at our the church that Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And so all this has been connected through through that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, now, when you go, is there any situation with a language? I mean, is it somewhat? Because uh, I know when I was in Africa, I was in uh, Ghana. A lot of different dialects. Even though there was a lot of people who spoke English, mm-hmm. but then a lot of people spoke. In other words, this area over here would be this language. Right over here would be a different language. And even in the when I would do a service, when I'd preach, they would be two interpreters. Yeah. <laughs> do we deal with that in, in Uganda? Yes, probably less than you did because uh-huh. a good amount of people in Uganda do speak English. Right. Um, when you get into kind of rural villages, it can be different. Um, as far as every area, area kind of has their own like tribal language, okay. and then you have, um, I mean, most people doing business are going to speak English or Luganda. Uh-huh. Right. Fortunately, I'll be working with the missionaries' children, so the majority of my work and ministry will be done in English. Uh, English, right? But if we do outreach in the community and stuff. Right. There will definitely be a language barrier. Now, how are you uh, funding this? How, what's what's the uh, plan? <laughs> are you uh, uh, raising funds? People supporting you? Or, or yes. It, so, uh, is there a, um, like a website or something people could go to if somebody wanted to help support you? Yes, I'm going through a sending organization called Global Outreach okay. International. Okay. Um, if you go to their website. Global Outreach Outreach International dot uh, what you know Global Outreach dot org. <laughs> well, uh, what you do there is process of elimination. <laughs> yeah, if you go to Global Outreach dot org slash Cassidy dash Christensen, you okay. will see my face. All right, then you got to spell the last name because people are going to be wondering how to do that. Yes, it is all ease. All ease, okay. So you could go there, see your face, and I'm assuming there's a PayPal or something that would be. And I, and uh, would I be safe to th- to think that you probably would like to have like a monthly sponsors or something like that? Yes, that's what I'm doing. Okay, how's that going? Are you? It's going well. Okay, and because you're going. I mean. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> 
Because you have to, like our missionaries with Open Bible, when we send them, they have to have a ticket home. Are you the same way? I currently have a one-way ticket because it's, it's too long to okay. buy the ticket back yet. Well, but you have to have the money set aside. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you, is that the case? You've yes. got to have the money set aside. Yeah, I had to be 100% before. Right. In order to, because mm-hmm. you never know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to come home. Sometimes it's an emergency. Sometimes things happen in the, the countries that you're in. You need to get out of there. And so, I see in our organization, everybody has, when they buy the tickets, they, yeah, the money is set aside in order to be able to bring them home. So, now, what about prayer support? Do you have people at home that are praying for you? Yes. Okay, so, this one of them right here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, uh, what is your feeling about this? Do you feel? I mean, you feel good about this? I mean, I'm, I'm sure when when she heard that this opportunity was open, she come and shared it with you. Yeah, she shared it with me and with the discernment committee um, uh-huh. because she wasn't sure which organization she was going to go to when we first started right. discerning her call right. to missions, and we were all really psyched about this opportunity. It just okay. felt like the Lord had organized it. Okay, and so and you said your pastor knows about it. That this is all good, mm-hmm. everything. This is all good and all all legit, and and uh, she's going to be safe. We want her to be safe over there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know missionaries go in faith. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to be a missionary if you don't have a lot of faith, <laughs> because it's a it's an awesome thing that you're doing. It's life changing. I mean, you, ten months after you you're there for ten months, you won't be the same person when you come home, and uh, and America won't be the same either. <laughs> this is what missionaries that I've talked to, and I'm talking about ones some of them that, are, that are there for three or four years. And they said they come home to America, and they said this is so different because they become so acclimated to where they are. That really becomes their life. And uh, so when you come home to America, you know, mom apple pie and the girl he left behind, you know, <laughs> it's all different when you come home. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of prepared for that? I mean, maybe you haven't even thought about it. I don't think you can prepare yourself before it happens because <laughs> no. it's all. Right, right. Now, is there a church that's attached to the school that you'll be involved in? Because you, you like to sing and... and uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they have a church there. Now, would you think you'll be involved in maybe... Because you're a worship leader, evidently. Mm-hmm. Now, do you play any kind of instrument? I play guitar and I sing. You do? I do. So you'll probably be doing that there. I you? really hope so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, where will you live when you're there? I will live with some of the other staff there. On, on the campus? Mm-hmm. It's like a compound. Okay. Would it be like an apartment or just a, an individual room? Or? Mm, no, it would you, you have be more seen like it. a little house. A little house. <laughs> <laughs> and now, would there be other young ladies living with you in the same house or you'd be by yourself? or? No, I'll, I'll live with other people. Okay. Because you're going to go there and so if, if I'm assuming it's right, you don't know anybody there now. Right, I mean, you you probably have been in contact with people on the phone, maybe through email and that sort of thing. But of actually physically meeting somebody, you you don't know a soul there. I have met the director, okay, and I've met one family, okay, that I'll be serving. And I'll, I'll meet another one next week, wow. and I will fly over with another. Okay, 
But you're you're making new friends. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you make friends easy? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She does. does. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, are you gonna go visit with her? I would love yes. to. I would love to. If um, yeah. I mean, you know, if it works out, I would love to go and visit uh, her. Then what are you gonna do if you go over there and you get hooked on missions? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm more it's of a sender. <laughs> <laughs> I say she's slowly. All my friends will start feeling cold. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll all be over there together. Now, you say ten months. Now, is that by design? Maybe that, is that just like the school years? Ten months. Yeah, that'll be an American school year. Okay, and then you come home. Is that the plan? I am kind of mentally preparing for two years with this uh, ministry but either way I will come home for the summer okay because um, there's kind of that natural break and I'll need to fundraise again before I go back right right now as far as um, f- the fundraising aspect of it obviously you have to have the plane ticket mm-hmm. and now do they feed you once you the base station to, or you be able to eat there without having to pay for the food or is that part of the expense that you have to have to um, I, I do have to buy my own food. So you got to buy your own food. Now, what about the housing? Is that furnished, or do you have to provide for that, too? I'm actually not sure. She's not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we well, had this interview. <laughs> well, no, no what, I'm, what I'm trying to establish here is just to find out if you've got enough funds yet mm-hmm. raised mm-hmm. to be able to... Yeah, I'm, to, st- I'm still a little short, but I'm... I'm okay to go. But you wouldn't mind if somebody wanted no. to. <laughs> Let the blessings flow. <laughs> you give them the information again, people. Come and go yeah, on video. I mean, obviously, it's about the partnership. You know, my my dad was asked me, um, you know, like, if you knew this is what you wanted to do, why weren't you working, like, a full-time job the past two years to have, like, this lump sum of money right, to go? And I right. said, Dad, if... You told me, like, that money was out in the garage right now, and I could opt to go get that or fundraise the way I am right now. I would still choose to do what I'm doing because, like, these people aren't just giving me money. Like, they're praying for me and encouraging me. And last year when I was gone from home, like, those were the things that were most important when you had a hard day and you knew you had someone that was going to pray for you or just had somebody say, hey, I read your update and it reminded me of this scripture I wanted to send you. you know, mm-hmm. like, those are things. So you're talking about people who are investing in your ministry because they believe in what you're doing. They, yes. They see what you're doing. They want to be a part of it. And I think that's great. I really do. But, see, I'm a dad, too. Yeah. <laughs> I had a daughter in, uh, she lived in Hawaii before she was a traveling nurse. And, uh, and, you know, I used to worry about her all the time. I said, what is she doing? What is she doing? And, and she was one of these people that she's off on an adventure and she's skydiving and she's getting into these cages with the sharks and all this kind of stuff. And I said, don't tell me about this stuff. <laughs> said, tell me after it's over. That's don't, right. Do not tell me what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm a dad. And, and as a dad... I'm like your dad. I want to make sure you got enough money to buy that food and to, be able to pay that rent. I know he's a good dad. <laughs> he's a really good dad. And so that's why I'm saying this is just appealing to the radio audience. If you you heard Cassie's heart today in this interview, and you you heard what she wants to do for the Lord, and she's young. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's, it's you're just young, and uh, 
but you're going to grow and you're going to learn, but we want to make sure you provide it for <laughs> while you're there. So you can go to, tell them again, on the Globaloutreach.org. Globaloutreach.org. Okay. And, and then you type in, you say it's a slash. Oh, slash my name, Cassidy Dash Christensen. Or if it's easier, you can go on the website and just search my account number, which is 5058. Okay, <laughs> and there are ways there if you want to contribute to Cassidy for the, for this uh, time that she's in Uganda, you can go there and PayPal. Now, what if somebody would just want to send a check? Is there a place to do that? Yes, you okay. would also send it to Global Outreach International. And there's an address there on the website. Yes. Okay. And then you would just again have to put my number, which is fifty fifty eight. Fifty fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, like I say, this is the power of radio. It goes out, and we're going out all over the Big Bend area of Florida, up into South Georgia. And perhaps maybe people hearing your voice and hearing your heart is just just tug at their heart and say, look, I want to make sure that young lady's taken care of when she's over there. <laughs> and that's, what, that's what I'm hoping, that somebody who, who, who just loves missions, and there's a lot of people who do. And uh, understands your call because this is not going to be your last mission station. This this is this is one phase, mm-hmm. but you're going to grow and mature a lot in the next ten months. And then this God's going to give you another assignment to to go somewhere else, and or maybe back to Uganda. You know, whatever God's got in mind. But this is a growing experience for you, and uh, and of course the Scripture says, without faith, it is impossible <laughs> to please God. Please God, and this it takes a lot of faith to get on that big bird and fly all the way across the world, leave all your friends and your family behind to go do what you, what's been in your heart for a long, long, long time. And this is the fulfillment of a lifelong dream, and really the beginning of it. Mm. But. Praise the Lord. Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, sir. What else you got to share with us before we have a word of prayer here this morning and, and uh, move on? I think just in general, you know, <laughs> we're going to miss this girl, but yeah. we're so excited for the way right. that the Lord is going to use her. And you all are going to be praying for her back here in the United States. Definitely. Please and, pray for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we do because, you see, the thing about it is that... Uh, the Lord knows more about this than we do, about the whole thing, the whole experience and everything, and how you're going to be able to adjust to it and uh, deal with everything that's going to be coming your way. And there's going to be challenges, but God's mm-hmm. going to help you, and He's going to give you the strength to be able to do what you're going to do. And then, like I say, you're going to grow a lot <laughs> in 10 months' time. But we always close the broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your blessings. I thank you, Father, for these ladies and for this church and what they do. Lord, I pray your blessings upon them. Help them, Father, to be able to accomplish their mission. We pray for our country. We pray for your kingdom. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.